the refreshing podcast and it's the start of a brand new year 2024 is here and i should say a very happy new year to jamie wilde who's the co-founder of ferragaya now i want to make sure have i nailed the pronunciation of that correctly jamie <laughs> yeah absolutely well done. No, it's not an easy thing. I tell you what, it's not an easy thing, but it's a lovely product, which we'll come on to that in a minute. First off, Jamie, welcome to the podcast and, and happy new year. Ferragaya is basically one of a handful of products, which of course, in terms of the non-alcohol world of beverage, which is obviously clearly making some marks. I just want to go through a few things, Jamie, because you and Bill, who co-founded the business, it's got awards left, right and centre. 2021, you picked up the Drinks International Award. There was an LA Spirits Award in 2022. It seems like the company and the products going from strength to strength. Do you want to just give us a bit of an overview of where we are now in 2024 from the background of this being an idea and a concept in 2018? This is the idea, this is the vision and sort of tell us what Ferragaya is, is all about. Yes, no, of course. Well, it's great to be on here, Johnny, and thank you for giving me some of your time. So uh, Ferragaya started, as you, as you rightly say, 2018. The overall concept was to really try and redefine what alcohol-free represents. You know, we all know alcohol-free to be a slightly less exciting, more disappointing version of alcohol. To me, having you know, grown up in a very you know, a traditional English environment where there was quite a typical relationship with alcohol following on to university where you know again nightlife and certain sort of social norms dictate that you actually you get very stuck in and then i found myself out of university in the alcohol industry as well and so by my late 20s i was really just reflecting on that time and i sort of realized how much of a stranglehold alcohol had on my life and you know there was no real perk to that apart from you know becoming this supposedly heightened version of yourself and so my business partner at the time had been working in the US. He'd been working with Scottish exports and had really sort of seen the value of brand Scotland over in the States. Um, and that was up the East Coast and also in the Deep South as, as well. And being from Scotland, as you can tell, you know, it's, it's not where I'm from, but my, uh, my business partner, Bill, is uh, what I'd probably say deeply Scottish. He um, really felt passionately about wanting to create something with that Scottish provenance and authenticity and also, you know, that nod to craft and history that, that exists. But crucially, I think, wanted to bring something that was quite contemporary and interesting. So, you know, you look at the two founders, myself and Bill, I'm really trying to look at the sort of where are these options where I can get confidence in alcohol free so I can move away from that reliance on alcohol. And then you've got Bill who's looking for something that's actually pioneering and contemporary in Scotland, but then also abiding by and respecting this rich heritage. And so Ferragai is really a combination of those two key ideas. And so together, you know, they combined to create the original free spirit, which you know we're very proud to have opened Scotland's first alcohol-free distillery, and to be really leading the charge in quality in the known low spirit space now on a on a global stage. Based in Fife, and that's sort of the heritage in terms of the distilleries and where the the ingredients in effect are coming from. Am I right in saying? And is it expanding kind of at the speed and the line you were thinking that was going to take, or, or are you quite surprised at how sort of the market 
has kind of grown a real time now to grab something and, and really run with this because it feels like the market's actually, there's a real need there for, for an alternative, not just having a soft drink for the sake of argument. Naively in 2018, when we launched Ferragar, we had an idea of like, we're going to get here in three years time. And the reality of it is, is that we've sort of ended up off screen, off grid from where we even sort of considered and uh, imagined we might be. The journey has been a lot harder than we anticipated. The market has been going through different waves and I'm relating specifically to the UK market where you had you know, the first alcohol free spirit, they called it Seedlip, that um, launched probably coming up to seven or eight years ago now. That first mover advantage creates quite a spark and quite a buzz in the category and it really set up the UK to lead the charge, I think, on the global stage in known low. By the time that COVID came about, it was relatively well known. There's a lot of hype and buzz about it. And so that's when we launched around the time that COVID hit. There was sort of quite a lot of awareness already. But then what we've noticed is that in the UK market, things have moved quite mainstream. And I think that's really down to the fact that the consumer, you know, we've got a cost of living crisis and also the consumers actually don't work out what they like. And an alcohol-free beer is quite easy to understand. Alcohol-free spirit, there's a little bit more to do with it, you know, because some macerate, some distill, some are fermented, some are nootropics. There's lots to understand. Over the period of the last five years and running Ferragaya, it's been a lot more strategic to try and sort of find our way and find our place. But I think as the market has started to mature, it started to look at like, actually, where is the truth and the authenticity and the real craft in this category? And luckily, that's something that we've always focused on and building in Ferragaya. But flip over to the States, well, it's taken a bit longer for them to get to this stage with Nolan Spirits. You know, it's a lot like our rate of sale and the enthusiasm and the energy um, for the category is really like alive and kicking uh, in, in America. And so we're starting to see, you know, a number of states ordering Ferragai and then getting the repeat purchase in. And so, you know, we're really excited about that opportunity that the US is, uh, is presenting. And indeed, a couple of other international markets as well. It's a, such a small category. It's really talked about, but, you know, it's linked to a, a lot of big social change in habits. Therefore, nothing happens overnight. And if it does happen, there is certain sort of amounts of confusion as to what does this mean for me? And when it's something to do with that, like alcohol, which people are so reliant on for social interactions and defining who they are and, it's something that you know takes time for people to really find confidence in. Well, that's what I was going to say as well, Jamie, because I think like for me, there's a, a very default way over here of, you know, and I say that in terms of the UK, be it, there definitely seems to be, you know, the sort of the UK drinking culture has always been a culture of drinking and by default, you know, a tablet of stone in my mind, which is going to take a hell of a long time to chip away at. I think in sort of other countries, it's never maybe been so much of that. So maybe over here, I think, you know, if it's sunny, you get the beers out, have a barbecue. If it's peeing it down, you sit in a pub round a fire and have a few pints. You do a pub quiz, go out on, on the lash at the weekend. You know, there is a real tablet of stone you've got to smash through and it feels like only now, you know, in 2024, there's a way of actually thinking maybe there's actually worth having a go. And I just want to say a couple of weeks ago, I went to, for those obviously listening who don't know, I stopped drinking in June of last year. So for the best part of six months, I haven't had a, a sip of anything alcoholic. I've done the lower nose. I typically try and sort of stick around to a, a 0% Peroni or Corona or something of that kind of ilk. I have a few of them. I still enjoy them. I still enjoy the taste of them. But in terms of actually having a hangover and drinking, I haven't had that for the best part of six months. 
But it's really interesting when you go out and you look at a menu. I went to Fingal, which is a lovely boat owned by the same people who own the Royal Yacht Britannia in the docks in Leith. And you guys are on the menu. They're making various things with Ferragaya and there's Wild Eve as well, which is another sort of local product for the low and no. And it's really interesting to actually, now I've got the knowledge, I can go, oh, I kind of know roughly what that's like. And you see the breakdown of the cocktail. I just think six or 12 months ago, it didn't really feel like that might even be a thing to see. It would just be, I don't know what it is. I'm not wasting my money on that. If you've got an amazing product, it's always harder in a way to try and back that up because you've got to take, people have got to take a chance and it's got to sound, look and taste nice. And I think with your product, you know, I imagine that's a key thing in terms of the look as well to make it stand out from the page. Yeah, absolutely. We are really trying to say that alcohol and alcohol free can exist on a level playing field. You know, the first thing that we did with Ferragara is we decided that we didn't want to use the term alcohol too closely to the actual brand. Inevitably, when you're talking about moments, these are moments that people traditionally drink alcohol in. But actually, when you look at the alcohol-free category now, you see how reliant it is on alcohol. Now, you can understand why, but I, I think that that apologetic position saying that something's non-alcoholic or it's an alcohol-free version of gin, it still gives that impression that it's actually trying to be something that it's not. Or... Uh, it's trying to be the thing that it's actually trying to avoid. And to me, that's confusing. So Ferragai is all about being you know, what it is rather than what it isn't. So we call it a free spirit because it's liberated from those shackles. So I think the longer term picture is that of alcohol free shouldn't need to rely on alcohol. Um, and I'm you know, really excited by the growth that we've seen, certainly in the last year, um, that is starting to make me feel that that's a point that the general market agrees with. You know, if you're trying to create a level playing field with alcohol, you look at some of the great spirits, you know, the top shelf whiskies, tequilas, rums, vodkas, gins. The thing that makes them different from that daytime drink that you have is the craft and the time and the energy and the passion that goes into making it. You know, the actual, the storytelling element of it. And so you've got craft and you've got the storytelling. And I think the packaging is really crucial when you're trying to propose this drink in these special moments that people have, whether it's like on the weekend, special events, end of the workday, something that makes it more than a Coke, a soft drink, or whatever you're having, worthy of that moment. And then the secondary element is the craft, and it's proving that this love, care, and attention goes into making the drink. And so for Ferragaya, we're completely transparent. We show where our botanicals are grown. We have a distillery with a head distiller in Fife where we're doing tours so you can come and see exactly how it's made. You can come and see the time and energy and effort that goes into making it. There isn't any books about how to make free spirits and how to distill free spirits. So we've really had to you know, plow our own furrow, develop our own process. And that's something that we're really proud of. And there's not many no-no products that can actually talk about with authority where their product is from and how it's made. And so if you're going to be saying this is a drink for these moments, then you've got to show that you've got that quality in the process and the craft there. And you've also got that like, great storytelling element that really captures and evokes those emotions that you're looking for to encourage you to look forward to having a Ferragar in the evening or at a special event.
the transparency of the background story as well is something which you can join that journey you can see the journey you've you've become to get to that stage and equally what roads in front of you and Jamie just coming on to the product itself so obviously it's quite hard on a podcast to almost describe the taste you know I tried this we've met before and you know I've actually had a a sample of the product itself but 0.0 so you know this is always kind of a little bit of a sticking point because certain products are 0.5% even though a lot of stuff is technically classed as no or low alcohol am I right in saying I think there's a UK law isn't there where if, if something because of particularly beers because of the sort of the process that goes to make it there's always going to be a, a slight drop of alcohol so it's kind of 0.0 but some things are 0.5 but for Ferragara it's definitely 0.0 vegan friendly zero sugar and all natural flavor like I said it's a very sexy looking product with someone listening now for the first time uh, which there'll be many do you want to sort of describe what it's like in effect on its own as the 0.0 spirit and equally what you would put into a highball glass to what would you like to enjoy or how best to enjoy the product in simple terms we say that there's a wild refreshing depth of flavor in Ferragaya and the straight up sort of heroes serve for Ferragaras, Ferragara and, and ginger ale yep. and a slice of lime just unpacking that a little bit well if you've got a completely alcohol free drink Um, and then you've also got a drink that has no sugar in. These are the two big pillars of flavor that people realize are familiar with when they're having drinks. And so when you remove those two things, it means that the drink in itself is gonna be quite like, it's gonna be a new experience. The flavor is gonna come in a different way. And I think this is one of the sticking points that people have when they initially try no and low spirits. It's because they're anticipating it's gonna be like a 40% gin, or it's gonna be like a drink that has some sugar in it. Sugar is existent in, in most of the products that we do drink. So when you're dealing with a product that has both of those, that you know, a non-existent, you're dealing with a very different flavor experience. And the thing that makes Ferragara special is its depth and these layers of character that come through as you drink it. You know, we have certain local Scottish botanicals like blackcurrant leaf and lemon verbena and chamomile. And so that really leads the nose and the initial sort of taste, which then goes on into a sort of a more delicate touch of salinity that comes from a sugar kelp that we get from the west coast of Scotland. And then as that flavor evolves through that sort of more delicate, so complex center, it gets to this depth of flavor. And that is the spiced notes, like the ginger, pink peppercorn coming in. And that really sort of gives a foundation um, of taste and a length, which you look for in drinks. And I believe the really successful and the really popular alcoholic drinks, they challenge your palate enough to make you think and to slow down and take your time. It's hard to do that with no sugar, but crucially, the fact that there's no sugar is a really important element because you know, when you're making a drink that has low sugar, it doesn't sort of group all the flavor together in one big hit. It actually protects that length and the journey through the taste. Really what we're trying to get to is that a drink that you can take your time over and you can unwind with, you, know, you can then get through that drink and you think, you know, well, actually I've just had a really great drink there and I'm amazed it doesn't have alcohol then. So then you can feel very smug you know, about yourself having had no alcohol, sugar, but then also actually had that moment that you were craving. And I think those moments are often shared. It's a really positive thing once you break that 
as you know, Johnny, mm. from not drinking for the last seven months, which is a great achievement. Once you get into that rhythm, you realise that it's a lot easier than you think it's going to be. Yeah, and it can be a really fun journey in trying various different products and people quit alcohol for many a reason. And for me, I, you know, I just kind of thought it was the time was right to knock it on the head for a load of different reasons. And it's something which I haven't really looked back on. And there's still times where I'm not afraid to turn around and say, you know, I think if I was to have a pint or so, I think it would really flip my brain within an instant here. I feel like that was really nice. I'll have something else and then I'll have something else and then probably I'd feel okay for the next day because I haven't had it for a while. And equally, I think the thing is, is to go through a journey of being able to sample different products when you don't really know what it is. It's like having a cocktail for the first time. You're like, oh, that's really nice. I think that's why people like having a cocktail. Some people love it. Some people don't. Some people will really like to try something new or people will stick to what they know in the same way we just keep on having non-alcoholic lagers you kind of expect whatever brand it's coming out from the glass of to more or less be as close to that original product with the alcohol removed but I think that's the thing in terms of going through a different journey and going through a journey like with your product you can see that the development process removing the sugar or you know knowing that you guys would have taken a long time to go through various different options and samples and going oh my god no that's disgusting actually no that's not too bad I wonder if we do this with this can we improve it and I think that's the thing if you know the journey I think it comes back to the fact that you're not afraid try it because you kind of go there's a lot of work has gone into this to get to this point yeah and i think the other thing is is that you need to have credibility amazing hospitality venues that we work with across the world now you need to have these little nods of confidence from different reference points that actually give you that overall confidence to actually say when i see a ferragaya let's give it a go and let's let's get excited about it sort of thing because otherwise it's little known brand in a very new category and we're trying to compete as a small independent business against some of the world's biggest drinks businesses well the world's biggest drinks businesses you know these are our main competitors these are the people that take the market share and have a very different approach to marketing um, and sales than we do. I've got some stats from Forbes. So this was, I think, a stat from 2022. Give or take, it's around about 10 to $12 billion in terms of the non-alcohol industry. I assume that would be worldwide. It's very difficult because when you start breaking down some of these figures, of course, if you put in non-alcoholic, some of it, if you include worldwide in soft drinks, can be in excess of like $700 billion. You think, well, that's not coming from non alcoholic spirits you've got water and all sorts of things and probably tea or coffee will be included yeah. in that bracket yeah. as well to a degree give or take it's up sort of two billion from where it was in in 2018 with that sort of in mind jamie in terms of like what would be next or knowing that there is absolutely a demand for this and probably as you touched on you know in and around the covid time when it was lovely to drink for a load of uh, at home and then when we actually thought oh maybe this pandemic's going on for a little bit longer than anyone thinks all of a sudden having a drink at five o'clock become a little bit less comedic and maybe more of a problem for some people but looking at where this is going to go with the journey moving forward what's on the cards for 2024 and beyond send me the recipe (laughs) yeah (laughs) touching on the cans the rtds we have we've launched this year a number of well a farragut and tonic that's pre-mixed a farragut and ginger ale and a farragut paloma and that's really to answer this sort of question around 
uh, accessibility and how to use the product. You know, a lot of the feedback we got our first couple of years is that it's quite a lot of money to spend on a bottle when you haven't tried it and you're not entirely sure what mixer to put it in or you know what the measurements are, etc. And you want to make it as easy as possible to try Ferragaya. And for many people, having a can available yeah. that's pre-mixed, consistent, and it's portable. It's easy to put in the fridge and like cool down. You don't need to get the measurements, the right glassware, the right mixer and the garnish. It's, you know, it's there to go. So I think that's a really key bit for us. And we've really enjoyed being able to offer that as a product. And it's really increased the number of people that have tried Ferragaya and ultimately like, then have been bought back into the brand either through retail and buying a bottle, um, whether that's in shops or whether that's online, or it's seeing it in hospitality and then feeling the confidence that they can, they can order. So that innovation line is quite interesting. I think one of the things that we do see is that a lot of new products are wanting to bring in lots of different versions of the product that they've already got. We've always been quite wary of that because when you've got a new category and you've got a new product that is very unique and it takes a lot of education and learning to be able to sort of get in amongst the weeds with what Ferragar is, always been in the school of thought that actually it's a bit too confusing and it dilutes the messaging and the proposition too much. So we've been committed to the original expression of Ferragaya, the free spirit. And so we're not planning on expanding into lots of different weird and wonderful flavors because we believe in product that we've spent all this time creating so much and we believe that there's huge versatility and application for it in the home and also at events and also in bars, restaurants, hotels. So it, it really is an education piece. We're wanting to make the point that alcohol-free deserves like more. It deserves respect um, and it deserves people to look at it as a serious option rather than something that they feel they're going to be laughed at for drinking. We educate you know, through primarily being in great hospitality venues at the moment because that's where our market is. In terms of the short term, you can expect to see Ferragai in far more places where you're going for a special experience, probably alongside food, you know, sharing special moments with friends, families, colleagues, etc. Um, and that will be both in the UK and also overseas as well. Really invested a lot of time and energy and effort into the Scottish market and we'll continue to do that because we want anyone who comes to Scotland to really get a sense of the full breadth. Ferragai is really leading that new frontier of known low and that's uh, something that we're really, really proud of. I imagine you're your own worst critics, which I think you kind of have to be when you're developing not just, you know, a brand, but a product. And, and of course, one which is meant to be enjoyed. There's, there's many elements to, to that whole business idea. But have you been surprised at the reaction? You know, are there times where maybe people within your inner circle have been harsh, but it's actually proven that they were quite right to be harsh? Because I particularly know if I have a bit of a, a bad podcast episode or when I was on the radio, there were certain people who go, do you know what? That show was shite today and I'm not afraid to tell you but it kind of makes you feel like you want to try 10 times harder next time to win the acclaim of one as opposed to the acclaim of, of many I always kind of think if you can get one person on board actually it does count for a hell of a lot more behind the scenes so has, has there yeah. been some harsh criticism to actually get to where you are now and feeling positive oh absolutely I think in a comical way people respect I think the fact that we're trying to do something to change something for the better our first trade show, our first event was in Glasgow in 2018, launching a Scottish alcohol-free spirit. And uh, <laughs> you can imagine the response that we got to that. I mean, as I said, it, would be, it was 
very friendly and meant in an amusing way. But it's, I mean, you're asking for it really, uh, like creating a free spirit in Scotland. Especially in Scotland, yeah. Yeah, and we get all sorts of weird responses. People just laughing at us or people saying, what's the point? Um, or, you know, I'll stick to booze. I like the way it's provocative. Everyone in the Fergal team will agree is that you get someone at a fair or an event who walks past and scoffs, laughs at you and then say, you know, what the hell's the point? And then you bring him in, you do a tasting, you talk about it. And then it's like, actually, and that word actually is the thing that we hear about here the yeah. most. It's like, actually, that's really good. Or actually, that makes sense. You always have a weird relationship that I found is if you've got, if you started something, I think your friends, your nearest friends are probably, you know, the people that are most likely to laugh at you for doing stuff. Probably the people that are maybe the, in some ways, the hardest to convince that, this thing that you know their mate has created is is real um and yeah. has its place in the world and you know i'm definitely not there there yet as i said you know i come from a quite a normal but english background that relationship with alcohol is is very very close when it comes to you know, friends and family and i think that if i you know turned up to an event or we did something together one day and someone had sort of independently brought their own can or bottle of Ferragai along with them because they were like, actually, you know, I need to do that. And I think I'd probably shed a tear or a few. <laughs> well, mate, I assume it's going to happen. You are definitely on that road and uh, I, I'm pretty sure you're going to have the last laugh and that will happen sooner rather than later. And um, well, mate, I'm sure it will, man. And also as well, you know, from someone like I said to you when we met in person and, and a handful of others who have asked me about the journey, when you actually get support of not drinking, and I wouldn't say my issue was ever a huge, ridiculous issue, but it was clearly an issue that probably had a little bit more weight dangling behind my back than I really realised. The support and just the willingness to kind of go, do you know what, I'm not going to do that, I'm going to try that. And I think when people see the benefits or when people see the benefits of a product that actually you can switch out from A to B, you know, it can either help you enjoy it in moderation or it can help you become part of that journey to kind of drop one and pick up more low and no as opposed to it being the other way around. And just as we're into... January, Jamie, I mean, you still enjoy a drink as, as far as I know. You know, it, it isn't just a case of you develop low and no, but you would never go and enjoy a pint. Tips on sort of like a dry January or tips on sort of further down the line to change the moderation and change your mindset from A to B. Have you got anything that whenever you've done a sober October or a dry January that comes to mind that actually might be a, a bit of help to not only try one of your products to trying to switch from A to B? I, uh, I do periods, you know, I did um, October off, I'm, I'm doing January now, and I like to challenge myself, and I, I think many people are the same, so I think challenge the relationships that they have with things. Adrian Charles has said, the first drink that you have is always the best one. For people that may be looking at cutting down the, the amount of drinking that they're doing, I think once you realise how good the first drink is, and then actually how the quality of the drinking experience actually just dropped off a cliff, as you continue on into your second and third and fourth drink. That sort of consciousness for me is um, something that I find really encouraging. My advice is, is that whenever you get into an environment where you feel like you should have an alcoholic drink or you have had an alcoholic drink in the past, it's just 
get an alcohol-free drink into your hand because it's you know it's, you're never worse that when you know you're in a social environment, social setting when you don't have a drink, put under pressure. So well, you know, what are you drinking? Then you're like, blah, 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 you know, I, I don't want to drink, and then oh, sorry, I will drink. So Johnny, you you'll know. So they all have alcohol-free beers now. Getting a drink into hand, an alcohol-free drink into hand will just, you'll steady the ship and then you'll actually realize, I'm actually having a really nice refreshing drink here and it's, it's doing the job. I don't need this other stuff. And the second one is, I always think it's fun to do it with someone. You would disappoint or you'd lose something if you broke your dry January. And then you can talk about your experiences together. It is actually quite funny and particularly something I've seen for an October Halloween night. Uh, myself and my wife were at and stuff and particularly me being sort of the sober one. As time goes on, it's actually quite funny to sort of see the deterioration around you. Um, yeah. And I definitely think I have a heightened sense of smell for what you can <laughs> smell in terms of drinks or vapes or whatever it might yeah. be. You know, your sense of smell definitely improves as much as your skin. Maybe this is uh, a bit of an overshare, but it's I, you smell people's breath if they've been drinking. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I never, when you are drinking, you never, it's the garlic thing. Yeah. You know, if you, yeah. <laughs> but you really get it. Yeah. That's a bit of a hurdle to get over. Yeah. I remember for the first time we went on holiday and I kind of had milestones of not drinking and kind of thinking to myself, if I can do this in a couple of weeks time, I've ticked that off. If I can get a couple of weeks down the line, I can tick that off and, and being with your classic group of mates who you've had for the best part of 25, 30 years. If I know I can do a weekend with those guys without drinking, great. If I can go on holiday and not drink, great. If I can do this night out with the family, great. Whatever it kind of needs to be, I kind of ticked all these things off. That's always the irony. It's the first night, isn't it? especially on holidays, everyone is so easy to go over the top and have too many drinks and actually feel pretty miserable for the next day. And it's like these fleeting moments that you look forward to in your year, there's a high proportion they got overexcited on the first evening and I've definitely been guilty of that. It feels like a waste to me when you think about how important these moments are. Your head's in a bucket. It's not really making the most of it. Exactly, yeah, and it's a couple of euro down the drain for nothing. But as we've established, you know, through this conversation, there's definitely alternatives out there. Ferragaya is just one of them. If you head to the website at ferragaya.com, you can see the products on offer, yeah. including the almost like kind of selection boxes if you want sort of the main product with a couple of different cans to suit your taste. It's well worth checking out that for this journey through dry January. So, Jamie, in terms of where we can find you to get more information about the product, give us details about your website and your socials. We've got ferragaya.com and that's F-E-R-A-G-A-I-A. And on there you'll find all of your you know, one-stop shop for how to get through dry January. We've got a number of different bundles which basically gives you everything that you need to be able to make an order and for that to arrive and for you to get going. Find us on Instagram at Ferragaya, which is yep, F-E-R-A-G-A-I-A. And if you're wanting to know whether or not there's any Ferragaya venues near you, then on our website, we have a stockist map that will show uh, everywhere where Ferragaya is currently listed. Looking further down the line in a couple of weeks, there's actually between the 23rd and the 27th of January, there is an idea uh, in and around Burns Night to sample Ferragaya on Printer Street. Uh, do you want to give us more information about that if you're in Edinburgh? The whole Ferragaya team really excited to be partnering with Cask 88 and we're taking over a, a Victorian police box for that five day period between the 23rd and the 27th. We're going to be working with some of Scotland's best bartenders 
vendors and bars and bringing a huge array of fantastic alcohol-free drinks at that key time of year, both dry January and it's the week of Burns Night. And so if there's ever a day where Ferragar is more relevant than, well, it doesn't exist, that is the day and that is the week. So I would, anyone who is around, would love to see you. Please come and visit us at the Police Box and uh, yeah, we'll serve you some delicious Ferragar-free spirit drinks. And you can experience the taste of what we've just talked about. <laughs> Jamie, it's been lovely to chat to you. I wish you all the best for you and Bill and the entire team behind the scenes for 2024 and beyond. And uh, I look forward to my next non-alcoholic drink with you. (laughs) Thank you, Johnny. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, buddy. 